What's going on, everybody? What's up? My name is Nick Valley. My name is Jonah Doc and I. And, and this is Red Rock Revolution. Hey, 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 Nick. We are Nick. back. New year. <laughs> what? I have to say, I I am really liking the drip you have on right over there. <laughs> it's it's a pretty good fit, you know. I, I and I have to say, I mean, your outfit, that shirt is just it it goes with every look. So I couldn't Thank have chosen you so a better much. selection. This is the special edition black Nick Valley tee. So if you ooh, if you guys like the drip ooh, as I gotta well, get me one of those. you guys you guys got to go to Nick Valley's merch store. And he doesn't have only oh my shirts. God, yeah. He has so much more stuff. He has patches, uh, beanies. He has a ton of stuff. So, yeah, no you, you got to get no yourself Spitting for the new year. Facts. Yeah, for the new year, <laughs> you got to get yourself you some Nick Valley it. merch. You got to head over to my Shopify store. It's it, Listen, all my merch links are available in my link in bio, if you go to my link in bio, my Koji link, there's an area that says merch, and then there's a separate, it takes you to a separate uh, link tree that'll be all merch links with some exclusive offers. So yeah, go check it out. It's cool. There's tons of options, um, some different things. I also have a free starter pack, so if you want to start there. Um, but I have to say, this shirt is one of the most comfortable things that I own. It's super comfy. I'm glad I got a large because it feels like... It's all nice, and it makes me feel warm and snug, and uh, especially this time of year. It's the winter. We're in a new year. You know, everybody knows how January is in February. Uh-huh. Wearing shirts like this is great. And comfy I mean, clothes I for the winter. Feel, <laughs> I couldn't feel any cooler in any other logo on my shirt. So y'all better get on the trend. Uh, Go over thanks. to the Jinx merch store and get yeah. one of these babies. They are they're great. They're super comfortable. I have. To, I honestly, this is some of the most comfortable artist merch that I own. So, yes, definitely got to get this. And plus, everyone's going to know you know what's up. You're in the Jinx. So, yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah. Our link is in uh, my band Jinx link in bio as well. It, both of these are super comfy shirts. Yep. I love the quality of our own shirts uh, for Jinx. I love the quality of this shirt, too. It's not, like, rough like a ton yeah. of other <laughs> band t-shirts that i get where it just feels like you just got like a rag and then made a shirt out of it this oh, actually feels really it's comfy the worst. it's the worst <laughs> yeah, it's good that means it's worth the extra money that i'm paying up front which people okay i just want to address something real quick i don't know if you've run into this issue before i've had a couple most people are fine with things but and i think we're, this is going to lead into a bigger discussion eventually mm-hmm. I've said this once. I'll say it a million times. Inevitably, this show is going to become a political podcast within the next two to three years. Um, <laughs> just, just the direction everything goes in. But people have been complaining about to me some on that certain items maybe are too high priced. Uh, let me explain why a T-shirt is costing forty dollars because the fulfillment for me is by the time I get to the making costs, the printing costs. The shipping costs, um, the transaction fees, the taxes. By the time I get through all of that, I am not, I'm going not only breaking even. I will lose money on that order if I make these shirts twenty dollars. So and people go okay, go to thirty. Well, I'm going to be breaking even. So the reason these are forty dollars shirts and thirty five dollars beanies is because. The only reason way I can keep this going and sustain making more merch and doing more songs and making more is to be making some sort of income 
Um, so that is prime. If listen, if I w- I'm not a greedy person. If I was making an exorbitant amount of money, and I would be lowering the prices, but I just can't afford to be doing that because of a little thing called inflation, and that's where I'm gonna leave that today. Um, but yeah, yeah, and selling merch <laughs> yeah. is like the number one source of income of all musicians, even like the big musicians, and because like touring yeah. nowadays, you're breaking even best case scenario on like ticket sales best and everything case scenario. Yeah, that's best case scenario because but if like you have the, the shows that cancel and stuff of, yeah then you're losing money <laughs> and then your merch is your profit margin most of the time yeah yeah no that's the thing you're you the way you're making money is from the merch because it's one of the only guaranteed things you can go okay well whatever it's going to cost me to fulfill i could just charge double and then make a fulfillment on that because the thing about ticket prices is venues will charge you some mm-hmm. venues depending like these bigger artists that you're referring to you're not making any money off of sales anymore no one's buying cds or records or anything like that unless you're like a huge major artist and you know your fans are into that vinyl thing but even then that's like a like a niche thing it's not like mass like it was 20 30 years ago um thank you napster you know we'll have <laughs> we could have that just conversation one day um but you know, thanks to streaming and stuff, you're not making any money from that. And touring mm-hmm. is like, it's so expensive. Like, I know all these people, they go on tour and then they're not really making any money from all the transportation costs and all the uh, equipment costs and all that stuff. And then the ticket prices, they're lucky if they break even on that. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes artists, most of the time in their first couple of tours, artists lose money because, you know, they're trying to establish a presence and a, a show that's going to be memorable in people's mm-hmm. eyes and i remember i read this whole article about how lady gaga she like got herself in like i, I forgot how much money it was but it, it was an exorbitant amount of debt on her first tour because she wanted to have the greatest biggest show possible and there's a reason she's been around so long and has the sustained power she does because she cares about the craft in it, but she had, she lost you know money on that for a lot, an exorbitant amount of money on that first tour, um, and that's not anything new. You know that's just how it works. And back in the day, you know they would take that off your advance, and you know you think you're making whatever how much it is. Oh, I got a million dollar deal. That goes away very quickly with yeah. all the studio costs. Because <laughs> it the goes tour right costs. back into and, everything. And then and. But then they'll go, what will happen is they'll go have a business meal. They'll go have a business lunch with somebody and then they'll just they'll write it off of your expense because, oh, that person contributed to your tour in X, Y, Z way. And people, you know, and you hear all these stories all the time. But the main thing that I guess I'm trying to get at is merch really and record sales were a more consistent have been the only consistent avenue. And now we just have mm-hmm. merch. So when you're complaining about the sales, I understand it hurts your bank account, but it hurts mine if I don't raise the prices. So yeah. that's my justification on that. And if you want the shirts to get cheaper, then just share the music to more people. Cause the more fans he has buying shirts, then he could buy them in bulk. He gets them cheaper and then he could lower down yeah, the price. Exactly. So I'm you know, glad you his music. I'm really glad. You, yeah, <laughs> it's very easy. Just just share my music, get more people to buy my shit, and I can buy it in bulk. Exactly. It's very and easy. Speaking oh. of your music, <laughs> yeah, you came out with a new single recently. I did come out with a new single uh, last Friday, January fifth, I believe. Yes, um, my song "Here I Am" came out. It's the start of a brand new era for me. Um, it's been 
really well received actually uh people who have listened to the song are really into it a lot of my older fans um people i mean people who've been around f- from the older music they're really digging it um really liking it uh newer fans who are coming in are really digging it so yeah it's been a really positive response to the song overall i'm excited about the trajectory of it um because again it is a new lane for me and it has is a kind of a shift but people have responded to it well uh which makes me feel really good about it um i know jonah you're liking the new music and you've I, heard a I lot more than just music. this one song yeah, yeah I'm, I'm excited so, for yeah. all the songs that you're planning to release because i've i've heard a lot of it i love this shift and i think it's gonna perform really well <laughs> I get hyped up. Thank you. To I really appreciate music. that. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, I feel the same way about Jake's. I've said it time and time again. That is my feel good music. That is my pump it up music. So yeah, I'm with you totally, man. Um, yeah, I, I feel really good about the new release and it's just the beginning and there's going to be a ton of content around the song coming out soon on social media. So yeah, stay tuned. And social media is going to be the second half of this episode, by the way, uh, just as a little foreshadow. Um, but Jonah, how have you been? How are things? I know he had to get your mic. You was just telling me off the air before we started. I don't want to spoil anything yeah. in case you don't want to share certain things. I don't know. Uh-huh. Um, uh, so what's up with you? Uh, I've been, I've been doing pretty good. We had, we closed out last year with two awesome gigs. I kind of talked about them briefly last show, but, uh, now that the gigs have yeah. passed, uh, they, they were really fun. We met some awesome bands. We made, uh, the first gig we uh, became friends with this one band called the Dollheads. They're an awesome punk sibling band from Las Vegas. Definitely check them out. Uh, their songs are on Spotify and everything. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, and uh, hopefully, I'm ho- hoping to plan like a tour during the summer with them or something because like our bands meshed really well. And then uh, the last <laughs> show of the year. Um, we played with our buddies X Vamin. Uh, we played Seek and Destroy, or I played Seek and Destroy with them. Uh, and then, Ooh, uh, yeah. yeah, it was it was it was fun. We've been trying to do that for so long, and we're like, yeah, let's close out the year with a bang. We're doing Seek and Destroy, one of, of the course. best thrash That's songs of all time. <laughs> yeah, and getting the cr- fun fact by the way to our viewers. Uh-huh. I just want to say Seek and Destroy uh, was the first song I ever heard you guys play live because it was on your live stream and uh, I was sitting in my car with my mom and I blasted when you when Jinx did that live stream show when you I think when you guys released your diary it might have been yeah yeah um, yeah yeah but I, I I was that was some great shit yeah so you if you guys haven't you haven't heard Jonah playing saying Seek and Destroy you're seriously missing out on life um so I highly maybe, recommend maybe that. we'll post a video uh, yeah, on our on our youtube channel of of that maybe yeah, sure. that, that'd be fun oh yeah we've we've been uh posting or i've been posting just like videos here and there on our uh on the jinx's youtube channel i haven't really been promoting it because it's mostly i just post it on there so like when we're applying to things like if you have a link of playing live uh then i send it but if you guys want to see what it's yeah. like to see jinx live uh we just uploaded a video from our last gig of last year where we're doing pretty little lies and red parade the first two songs of our set. So yeah. Uh, oh, I that know. Is... Trust me. I know. I, I watch every single video you guys upload. I am the <laughs> avid all notification subscriber. You guys get awesome. S- smash that like button and hit that subscribe. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, but, uh, yeah, no, you were saying, I'm sorry. 
Uh, that's so funny. Yeah, so so that and then uh, another fun thing. Uh, we I made friends with this band uh, called Cutie, who's another sibling band. Shout out to all the sibling bands that I've been meeting in the in the past month. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, but uh, I played a couple songs with them. We did the Daughtry version of Separate Ways and uh, Bring Me to Life by Evanescence. So it was, it was a fun way to nice. end the year. Nor It's been a bit since I've done uh, cover collabs with other people live. But I, I love them because that, that's how that Jinx like kind of started night. out. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, definitely. I You know, as far as sibling bands go, I think it's like Jinx. BGs, you know, in that order. So, uh, <laughs> of BGs, yeah. <laughs> uh, no, you're on it. par. I'll take it. You're on par. Uh, <laughs> uh, no, but for real, I mean, there's a magic to that, though. That needs there needs to be like a some sort of scientific study about that, about how siblings or family members like play different with each other or have musical mm. connections because i believe it's a real thing yeah, i think there has I, to be some sort of connection there uh, i think i think it's because of with siblings how much time you spend together so like you know how each other think and then plus the musicality on top of it you could practice together whenever and that that's really mostly how it is like all a ton of the like big bands you see they act like siblings because of how much time they spend together and oh, yeah. how much they play together, so it's pretty much that same oh, thing. Definitely. So, which, which I I love that I, Xavier's Xavier wants to do the music stuff with me, and I'm so grateful. Yeah, that's great. No, that's honestly great. You know, I'm I'm an only child, uh, as some people I have only child syndrome, um, so I never knew what that was like. But uh, I could imagine definitely like what that would be like. Um, I always wanted to have like a brother, so I, I which I do now. I feel like obviously, yeah. um, but you know, honorary but, doc you know, and I, but, but sibling. You, <laughs> of course, of course, I I wear that with that badge of honor, um, as it is my main symbol. But um, y y that is definitely something that I have kind of always imagined. And I saw this really interesting video too, where it's like, and this is kind of where this ties in, um, this woman who's like she's um she teaches like voice um at like universities and like the science of it and that kind of stuff and she was talking about basically how your voice like your tone in your singing could be a genetic mm -hmm. thing because based out of the way that your um obviously everybody knows it's like you know your size and your vocal cords you know how thick or thin they are throat size or whatever but i forgot exactly how she explained it but she the analogy she used was like if you cut your neck in half, like if you cut and you just looked at it from the inside, from here, um, something about the way your neck was shaped or coming in um, uh -huh. is basically genetic. Um, so the, her theory basically longs. I have to find the video and share because this sounds like a jumbled mess what I'm saying. But the long, the short version of it is. The theory is that your tone comes from your genetics, like from your mother and, and father, mm -hmm. like your singing voice. So I could imagine it could be a very similar thing in the way that you play and how your perception of timing is. And, you know, I, I, I just that's just my personal opinion. But I don't know what your thoughts are on that. No, I I, I could totally believe that because like both both my parents are musical and then 
now you have Xavier and I who are pretty much raised from the minute we were born on music. Yeah. Even even beforehand, my mom yeah. like when my mom was pregnant with me, she was listening to like Jimi Hendrix all the time and uh Fleetwood Mac. And then Eric she had Jimi Hendrix. So <laughs> it worked. The reincarnation <laughs> of Jimi Hendrix right here. I, I like listen, listen. <laughs> I, I wouldn't I wouldn't be too sure. I, you know, I, I think it's possible. I, w- I wouldn't rule See, it out. I, I, I like to think this, this might maybe me just being full of myself, but I like to think I'm the reincarnation of Dimebag Doe because it was so <laughs> close. Me being born and him passing. So, yeah. And I'm Dimebag Doe is my favorite I'm guitarist. I'm with you on that. <laughs> so. <laughs> I know. No, I feel that. You know, it's like at the same rate. It's like I like to think I was the. I'm just. This is a joke. This is a joke. I'm gonna say this before I. I'm gonna preface this. Way. This is a joke. I am the reincarnate. I am the reincarnation of Luther Vandross. We died in the same year. It it happened. It's possible. Okay, uh-huh. moving on from that. Um, the, the comic we want to talk about this week. I'm not sorry for that joke. It's still less awkward than Joe Coy at the Golden Globes last night. Yeah, that is true. Did you Dude, see that? He bombed on the the Taylor Swift <laughs> joke. <laughs> oh, I didn't that. think the Taylor Swift joke was that bad. I, I thought I, the I thought joke was funny, said, but it, it. I thought it was funny too. The, 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 Taylor I feel Swift like did it not. Was, yeah, Taylor Swift. <laughs> that, I think, you I know think what it is? I think Taylor's heard. Uh-huh. I think if that was the first time she heard that joke, she would have laughed. I think people have been saying it so much over the last couple months. I think that's really yeah, why she's she just was sick of it. By the joke. But I don't think. She, I think that was that was the cherry on top of the. I, I don't know. Did you watch the monologue in the beginning? No, I, I I didn't. I I what I got on a little bit late, so I I missed like the first like twenty minutes. Okay. <laughs> okay. Well, that is <laughs> that is the thing that you're missing out. Okay, let's put it this way: <laughs> I watched it on YouTube today, and it uh-huh. was so cringe I couldn't actually watch it happening. I had to scroll down into the comment section and just I could barely even listen to it. I couldn't watch him say oh. it. Let's put oh it that way. no! <laughs> that's all. I'm, that's all I'm gonna say. He made some insensitive jokes about Barbie, as if he never actually watched the film and didn't know what the point of the plot was. Um, there were some other jokes made. Some, some, and then when peop, the jokes didn't exactly land, he just blamed it on the fact that he was hired ten days ago, and that he didn't write all the jokes, and he told the audience to shut up. So it wasn't oh, great. Okay. Listen, I still love Joe Coy. I think he's hilarious. I, his stand up his stand up is some of my favorite shit ever. I'm not bashing yes. Joe Coy. Um just wasn't my, his night. My personal opinion on this I think the Golden Globes everyone seems to have a very stuck up attitude if you watch every year. It's a very they take it way too seriously. Every speech is a political one when they accept their awards. Um, it, it, this is just something we know. So the only person who can handle that job is Ricky Gervais. So it's really not fair to give anyone else that <laughs> job. Let's be honest. Um, but yeah, that that's my personal thoughts on it. Jonah, I feel like you have to watch it and then tell me what you think of that. Maybe yeah, once we end the episode, I'll make you watch yeah. it. <laughs> just out of sheer torture. Um, but yeah, no, th- that's my thoughts on that. Just if anybody was wondering. Um, yeah, so speaking of being on social media and speaking of YouTube, 
uh, something we've hinted mm-hmm. at a couple of times today. I want to talk about, we were having a text conversation the other day and I was telling you about a shift that is happening on TikTok. I don't know if you want to tell everybody what's going on, what TikTok has decided to start doing and then I can kind of get into more specifics. Uh-huh. Yeah, so TikTok has allowed up to, they're, they're allowing longer form videos up to 30 minutes, if, mm-hmm. if I remember correctly. Is, yeah. is is that right? Yeah, up to thirty minutes. Yeah, that's correct. Uh huh. So uh, Nick, Nick and I started having a little bit of a conversation uh, about we think or Nick thinks that TikTok and YouTube are gonna flip because YouTube started to get more and more shorter content and TikTok becoming or it's getting gonna be having longer and longer content and I'm 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 excited to hear. Yeah more about what you think because we we had like a very brief conversation about this because we wanted yeah. to save it for this we or did. for the podcast uh-huh. yeah no totally um i'm gonna preface this with something and i swear to god i've already said it in the episode we are not a political podcast as it currently stands in the year 2024 <laughs> so this is not me taking a political stance here January 2025 we're gonna just go full on and just start having political candidates Um, but let let me explain here Um, there's something that happened about 40 50 60 years ago and this is the uh, the reason I'm sharing this is because it equates back in what I my theory on social media Um, Joan I don't know how aware you are of this are you aware of any like the the quote-unquote party switch that happened over the last century or so. Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. 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 So basically the, 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 what people, historians basically have come to an, an analyze is that conservative, conservative views used to be in a Democrat and the Republicans used to be liberal and that kind of shifted. Um, and basically I think the same thing is happening with YouTube and TikTok. I think that TikTok is going to switch to making long form content and YouTube is going to switch to making short form content. I'm already seeing it happen. And let me explain why. Number one is their shift in algorithms. If you notice, YouTube shorts has been very much favored. Um, I can tell you from my personal experience, when I post the same short clip, 15 second clip on TikTok and the same 15 second clip on YouTube shorts, I will get anywhere from two to 10,000 views on YouTube shorts and anywhere from 200 to 300 views on TikTok. So that's number mm-hmm. one. That is proof right there that the algorithm is shifting. The other proof I have is on TikTok is my three most watched views are over a minute. My uh-huh. most viewed video is over three minutes. And that was last year. That was a year ago. That was my rant about chat GPT. Um, which has aged beautifully, by the way. Um, and that's not me being sarcastic. That's true. A lot of the things I said in that video are happening. Um, and you can't watch... By the way, if you go to look for that video, it doesn't exist anymore. I took it down. Well, I didn't take it down. It's private now for publicity reasons. Um, but yeah. Anyways. <laughs> I see this shift happening because I think... YouTube created shorts obviously to compete with TikTok, and that's why their algorithm favors long short form content. 
TikTok has blatantly since like a year and a half ago has blatantly stated that they are trying to be YouTube's competitor and they've been doing everything they can by creating um you know um I'm not sure if you saw they they have like uh money for creators now. I don't know if you've seen this on TikTok, but you can create videos they they give video assignments to people and depending on how many views oh. you get they pay you a certain amount of money That's so if you were to get like a million that. views you make you'd make x amount of months like they'll say okay this are and it's for artists so they'll go okay make a video using this song and if you get x amount of views you'll get this amount of money so if you get a hundred thousand views you get this much money but if you get a million views you'll get this much money and if you get 10 million mm-hmm. views you'll get this much money and TikTok has kind of laid it out like that, kind of incentivizing people to use. So basically, they could do partnerships with artists and brands and make money from that end of it. Um, uh-huh. And then also just pay out a fraction of that to give it to creators. And then creators are on the app. So it's kind of like generating the cycle to uh-huh. getting more creators on their app, promoting more things that they're making money from. Um, and which is a smart business move, I understand. And I think it is a smart thing to do because I think people are fed up with ads. And I've noticed in the TikTok culture in general, people, I don't know if, sure if I just saw a statistic that 98% of ads are swiped on in TikTok. Like most people don't watch ads on TikTok. It's not Instagram, it's not Facebook. People uh-huh. weren't really there for that. And what I'm noticing is, and this is the one thing that might hold it back, but again, like the party switch. It happened over a longer period of time. So I'm thinking within the next five years, this is going to occur. Um, But it's already starting to. I think we're already maybe in the midst of those five years. So maybe another three years, two, um, at the least. Because I see this happening time and time again is people are going, TikTok, I saw this one comment. It was like, TikTok already ruined my attention span for long videos like, I don't want to see long videos on TikTok anymore. But what's going to start happening is if YouTube starts catering to short-form content and TikTok starts, their audiences are just going to switch. They're just going to attract each other's people just like the parties did uh-huh. over the last century. So that's just my theory. So I would love to get your take on this before we kind of wrap up on it. But, yeah, that's my opinion and what you think. I, th- I think that's... uh a really interesting thing that uh, they they added thirty second, or not thirty second, thirty minutes. I I can't speak. Or for for you guys who don't know, it is freezing cold right here in Mariposa, <laughs> so I'm kind of shivering. <laughs> I bet. Yeah, but I bet. Yeah, but yeah. I wanted to rep the merch. Uh, yeah, but I I think I think you're right that there's gonna be a switch now with this uh, new thing, and I feel I feel like. I, I don't know if the audiences are going to switch. I feel like there might be a small switch with some, but I feel like whoever's on TikTok is going to stay on TikTok because they're still just mind-numbingly scrolling, and they're going to watch whatever gets their attention, even if it's like a longer clip where it's uh, Subway Surfers and a movie clip playing, because now you could just do longer ones of those. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but true. I I, I am excited to see what's gonna go on, and I I think it's funny that since since TikTok's competing with YouTube, they switched everyone's attention spans to shorter. So then YouTube's fan base gets shorter attention spans, switched to shorts, and now their TikTok going back to longer form content. They'll be ahead of YouTube in the longer form content. 
Yeah, okay. No, that makes sense. It, it, I definitely agree with that. I think it's going to be interesting to see how that plays out in the long run. Because, mm-hmm. again, it's like it's interesting because it'll be like, okay, are, are we going to be able to shift people's attention spans backward? Like, are we going to be able to make them longer? Because it's very uh-huh. easy to cut people's attention spans short. Um, so I would love, honestly, because TikTok is our generation's platform, I would love to see their attention spans grow to... 20 30 minutes i mean that's would be great for us yeah that would be more good for humanity as I think a whole that would lead to better music and i think that would lead to better music and yeah i so better yeah, content I would love too to see that, honestly yeah no exactly so i i would like to see that and you're seeing it in tiktok already people are getting sick of these half-assed iphone made non-edited videos like the stuff that's doing well on tiktok has been at least all the stuff I see doing really well mm-hmm. on TikTok lately is high quality camera, good editing, good lighting. Yeah. So, yeah, I think everything's kind of, and YouTube, I'm seeing very raw stuff go viral. So I think there's, there's a huge shift happening here. Uh-huh. Um, so it's fascinating to see, you know, I'd be, I'd be like back in my day, we used to watch 30 minute YouTube videos and 15 second TikToks. Um, <laughs> but you know, it'll be interesting to see that definitely. Um, but you, I think you're right because if you think about it from the same point of view as the political parties, a lot of people stayed in the parties because a lot of people just like, oh, this is TikTok and this is YouTube, even though the ideologies and what they're made for have completely shifted and changed the two parties. Uh-huh. Like people still identify with that just because it's the brand that they've yeah, known people like to stick and feel to comfortable their brand. with. <laughs> exactly. So. Because I will hear people say all the time, oh, I'm so I'm not even going to get into the political discussion, but people say, oh, I'm this party. But it's like your ideals are kind of the opposite. Like that was with my grandmother. It was like, okay, but you're kind of saying things that match the opposite of today's version of, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I think the same thing's going to happen with the social media platforms. I think the same thing's going to happen with the the social media platforms. This is my personal point of view. Yeah, it's it's gonna be interesting. Let 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 us know what you think about uh the whole yes. TikTok and YouTube thing down in the comments below. We always love hearing your guys' thoughts. Definitely. <laughs> Definitely. And if you're seeing this, um we've probably uploaded it to TikTok, TikTok. because now we oh, can. Yeah. So this is gonna be cool. We're gonna have a thirty minute TikTok. Let's, Let's go. go. We're ahead of this curve. We fully believe that this shift is gonna happen, so mm-hmm. we're gonna get ahead of it early. Awesome. Yeah. Um, well, I guess that kind of concludes it for us today, right? Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't have anything else, I don't think. <laughs> we got the merch plugs. We got yeah. the social media switch. Uh, I We got our little updates for our, our uh-huh. regular viewers. Uh, yeah, okay. Well, then, until next time, <laughs> my name is Nick Valley. My name is Jonah Doc and I. And we're... And this is Rev Rock Revolution. Safe travels. <laughs>